Anyway, so as someone that's covered the NFC East for a while when I was, you know, covering uh, all the D.C. teams, you just know it's going to be a different team winning that division every single year. But nobody expected this past season for the Giants to be really, I mean, a a playoff team. You thought this was just going to be a joke. Like, you thought, all right, Brian Dable's going to go in there. This is going to be his first year. Just clean the thing up. Just just deal with what you got to deal with. Leave it alone. And then just, oh, wait, oh. Oh, okay. Daniel Jones can actually, he looks like a decent quarterback. And wait, Saquon Barkley's back. So they kind of exceeded expectations. But now, as we head into franchise tag season, which is, of course, its own season, just like NFL draft season and lying season, they're going to have to decide, do you pay Saquon Barkley and franchise Daniel Jones? Do you franchise tag Saquon Barkley? Do you pay Daniel Jones? That Daniel Jones, I don't know if you saw it, apparently wants like 45 million a year so like the Giants are in the spot where it almost it almost would have been better if the Giants would have just had a terrible season last year so they could wave goodbye to Saquon Barkley and not have that dilemma wave goodbye to Daniel Jones and not have to worry about overpaying him but this is now is where the Giants are maybe the best thing to do then would be see if you can make it work long term with or I should say short term with both those dudes so that would mean like giving Saquon maybe a couple of years, giving, obviously, that mid-franchise tagging Daniel Jones because I'm with you. It doesn't feel like long-term this team is going to be very good. It feels like they kind of caught lightning in a bottle. They ended up going 9-7-1 last year. Daniel Jones' stats don't really blow you away, especially through the air. I mean, if you had to keep one or the other, let's say for the next three or four years, you tell me, who are you keeping? You keeping Daniel Jones or you keeping Saquon Barkley? It's it's Daniel Jones because I don't trust a running back to play three or four more years that's already had multiple seasons that were just hampered by injuries. I understand Saquon Barkley was great this year, but without question, it's got to be Daniel Jones because what Brian Dable was able to do was he was at least able to kind of figure out what worked. Now, granted, a lot of what worked was giving Saquon Barkley the football a lot. So that does kind of create this weird dilemma they have where they both kind of had success feeding off of each other a little bit. But Dable wasn't expected to go into this past season and be a playoff team. They were a mess. And it was really the expectation of just figure out what works and what doesn't. They exceeded expectations. So now it puts them in this kind of difficult kind of, I guess it's almost like a like a purgatory for them. Where instead of just bottoming out completely, you go, well, we have a quarterback that could at least work for now. But see, this is the problem with really having no middle class anymore when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. Because you got to you got to pay them a lot of money or they go somewhere else and maybe get paid a lot of money or they end up being a backup. Like there's no way you can have Daniel Jones as a starting quarterback. His agent's going to push for five, six year deal, 30 something million, at least a season. And I, I don't want to pay him that much. If you can make it two to three years guaranteed and that's it, I may be okay with that, but they're, they're really, I'm telling you, Sean, they would have been in a better spot having Daniel Jones just look as horrible as he's looked through most of his career than where they are right now they have found themselves in a bit of a uh, conundrum here because all the other guys that the contract was due, it was really obvious to pay, if you think about it, over the last handful of years. When Patrick Mahomes' contract is due, you pay him, and Josh Allen's contract is due, you pay him, and all these different guys. It feels like with, when we talked earlier about Lamar Jackson, there's obvious questions because of the injury concerns. And even if you look at his stats, he's not the MVP that he was a couple of years ago. And Daniel Jones, man, I mean, if you want your quarterback to, I don't know, be really good at throwing the football, which last time I checked is pretty important, the best dudes are throwing for 40 and 50 touchdowns a season. 
Yeah, he was good here this year, Nick. They won a bunch of games. He had 15 touchdown passes to five interceptions. The year before that, he had 10 touchdown passes. The year before that, he had 11. So that's what he is. It feels like, to me, the Giants would be absolutely nuts to give this guy what he's asking for. Maybe you could convince me, overpay him for a year, see if somehow they can go out there and capitalize, maybe be a little bit better than they were this past season, win 10 games, maybe fight for the division. But let's be honest with ourselves. What's more likely to happen if Daniel Jones comes back? Do the Giants do what they did this year or that they do what they were supposed to do this year and they win five or six games and then we all go, all right, now it's time to let Daniel Jones walk. You might as well do it now. Yeah. I know. It's it's almost to the point, too, where they're kind of probably regretting that they didn't pick up that fifth-year option. I mean, oh, I don't blame them at the time. Sure. I don't. I don't blame them at the time for not doing it, but, you know, that really just brings the dilemma. Now, there could also be the maybe you just decide, hey, we're, we're going to franchise uh, Daniel Jones. That's it. And you hope that Saquon Barkley decides that he wants to stay there, knowing that he's had success in this offense, knowing that you could go somewhere else and maybe make a little more money, but is it going to be the same type of offense? Are you going to succeed there? Maybe that's the try to, that's the selling point that they try to work out there. Like, hey, you could be a Giants legend. You stick around for three more years. You get a three- or four-year contract. The first two are guaranteed. Like, maybe there's some sort of middle ground there. It doesn't have to be, hey, got to franchise one, and the other one goes. You can keep both, which would be the best scenario for them. And remember, too, they've also got $47 million in cap space with the Giants. They need to get receivers, so they're probably going to draft a receiver in the first round. They're going to go out then and try and add to that in free agency. Then you want to build up the offensive line a little bit more, too. But, you know, if you franchise Saquon Barkley, that's $16 million a year about what it adds up to. That's a lot. That's a lot. But it's also then going to be one year. So it's it's just it's going to be a lot of maneuvering, a lot of, a lot of numbers, and a lot of back and forth on money between two different players that you'd like to both have back, but most likely both have back short term. And not to sound like a spoiled Chiefs fan, which I'm going to, but what's your goal hey. here if you're the Giants? Is your goal to go 9-7-1? Yeah. Is your goal to finish in third place in the NFC East and be looking up at two really good teams? That's the problem is a quarter of their schedule next year, just like it always is, they're going to have to face the Eagles a couple of times. They're going to have to face the Cowboys a couple of times. Sorry I didn't bring up your commanders because I think they probably split with them. No, but it's still a hell of no a difficult to division to play in, bro. <laughs> so I'm just saying that it feels like if you bought into the Giants, you probably should sell your stock now and not think that it's all of a sudden going to keep going up or even be the same that it was a year ago. To me, even if you figure out a way to bring Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley back into the fold, at best – you have a repeat of this season. You maybe go to the playoffs, sneak in the back door. But I, I think we all know that if somebody's going to win that division next year, it ain't going to be your commanders and it ain't going to be those Giants. It's either going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys. Unless Sam Howell becomes a star because Eric Bieniemy there and turns him into – Come on, I'm just, come hey, on. hey, hey, hey. I, come need, on, I need some hope. I need some hope. It's very clear that you have forgotten what it's like to be a bad football team. It's, it's funny how quickly – fans of a team that's been to five straight AFC championship games and won two Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback has forgotten what it's like to be an NFL purgatory. So I envy you, and I don't blame you for feeling the way that you feel. But yeah, like it's the NFC has you know a team like the Giants that was a playoff team last year, yet they're still 18-1 to 1 to win the NFC next year. And I think that's fair. Like You talk about what the plan is. Well, if they bring both of those guys back, the market is basically saying, if you have Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones again, we still look at you as a team that's 18 to one just to win the NFC, 40 to one. 
to win the Super Bowl. So it's a pretty low ceiling. It's a playoff team. It's probably all all that they really are. So it just it puts yeah it puts the Giants in a you're almost in a it's a short term kind of treading water situation if you're them. And meanwhile, I mean the NFC really if we if you want to talk about the best the best team in the NFC if they could figure out the quarterback situation is the 49ers. Like I understand how great sure. the Eagles were this year, but look at what the 49ers were able to do without without a quarterback. Now, we got the news that Brock Purdy's surgery is going to be delayed, but he should be ready for training camp. It's going to be an open competition. They're going to want Trey Lance to win that starting job because, I mean, dude, they, they traded up for him, and they said this is going to be our guy of the future, and then it hasn't looked good so far, and you got a seventh-round pick coming in, and Brock Purdy it looks like a star, like a Pro Bowl quarterback, but you need Trey Lance to work out. But, you know, the 49ers have their own issues that they certainly are going to have to deal with when it comes to the quarterback spot, right? Like, that's that's the biggest thing for them. But if they can solidify that, man, if they can make that a situation where they're at least, uh, it's consistent, they're the team that can elevate themselves ahead of the Eagles. But it's still, it always comes down to quarterback. I, I mean, look at what happened in the NFC Championship game. Look, look at what, I, when they, they physically, physically could not throw the football. It was like watching Army play football in 1937. I mean, there was just absolutely no way they could throw the football whatsoever. And yet, you know, they, they still have the talent to make them competitive in that game for a while. They could eat clock. Like, it just, I mean, that was, look, that was a frustrating game mainly because I had a ton of money on the 49ers, so it is what it is, and I just have to accept what happened with Brock Purdy and everything else. But if the 49ers can just get that right, I'm elevating the 49ers over the Eagles in the NFC as the best team because the 49ers have more in place heading into this year than all the question marks that the Eagles have heading into this offseason. Yeah, that's on you, my guy, for having money on Brock Purdy over Jalen Hurts. I mean, come on. Like, Man, you Brock might as well Purdy didn't lose a game. Falco Brock Purdy was putting up Pro Bowl numbers. I'm, you, let me tell you something right now. Brock Purdy's healthy. 49ers are winning that game, and I stand by that. Oh, I don't know about that. And also, we were talking oh, about lightning in a bottle uh, earlier. Yes. Do you, I mean, do we do we really know that Brock Purdy is a legit top-flight NFL quarterback? To even think that you can mention him in the same breath with Jalen Hurts is just silly. I mean, if we're talking about... But let's remember, yeah, that, Jalen Hurts, this is the first year that we've talked about Jalen Hurts in this light. So it's this has just been the first elevation to this level for him. So Brock Purdy can easily take that next step. What really, what it really is, is a testament to Kyle Shanahan, one of the most brilliant offensive minds in the NFL. But I'm sorry, what I saw in the field tells me all I need to know. Brock Purdy, at least with the 49ers, is a quarterback that can get that team to the Super Bowl. They could, They would have won that game against the Eagles. And that team's absolutely loaded on both sides of the ball. We always find ourselves talking about that 49ers defense. How about their offense? How about they've still got Christian McCaffrey? How about they've actually got not just a tight end, but wide receivers to throw the ball to? Philly and San Francisco feel like they're probably the two most loaded teams up and down in the NFC, which means nothing, mm -hmm. bro. Which means nothing. Yeah, I, I mean... You're still, there's still a long, long way to go. Look, we know all these odds are going to change. We know teams are going to look very different. And if the, if the Eagles are aggressive like they were last offseason, well, they'll figure it out. They'll re-sign the guys they want to re-sign, and then they'll make some additions, make a couple of trades. They've done a really good job building that Brock team Purdy. into multiple Super Bowl contenders. So, hey, let me tell you, man, I stand by Brock Purdy. He's going to get Brock Purdy. Purdy's going to win that starting job. You give him a chance, he's going to win that starting job.